Welcome to the Quick Talk Podcast with Joshua Latimer, where we discuss business, life, family, faith, struggle, fire, pain, and ultimately winning. It's time to take massive action. Look, I, I can't work harder on your life or business than you do. It's ultimately all on you. You know, God created all the food the birds would ever need, but he doesn't put it in their nest. You've got to go get it. 10 out of 10 people die. So how about doing something today that actually matters while you still can? Hey, my friends, welcome to the Quick Talk Podcast. What's going on? It's Saturday. I'm super pumped because I'm going to go to the sand dunes. If you've never been to northern, well, northwestern Michigan, you need to like Google it because it's amazing. It looks like Saudi Arabia and these sand dunes. They're so big and you can ride dune buggies on them and it's going to be awesome. But the even better part is that I get to take my friend Brandon Vaughn with me. What's up, Brandon? What's up? I'm so, so excited by that, by the way. Yes. I we'll probably wait. go there and it'll be closed or something. <laughs> I hope it's like, not. Oh, dang it. It's the whole reason why I came out here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, that's a long trip for a dune buggy ride, but it probably would still be worth it. Uh, we're working on some systems. And if, if you guys are on Facebook, if you follow me or Brandon, um, he does these videos on Saturday called Systems Saturday. It's really cool. Brandon has built a very large automated uh, service company in the Portland area and I'm just gonna throw it out there Brandon but I I can't get this out of my head their, their goal next month is five hundred thousand dollars and they're they're gonna hit it I mean I don't know what you guys hit this last month or whatever like what four hundred thousand dollars or something yeah yeah a little north of that a little north of that <laughs> speak up it's okay uh, and I don't say that to alienate people that are just starting a business I say it really to inspire you because not that long ago Brandon would have had no clue that he'd be doing what he's doing right now, that right? Well, five years, six years ago, something he he went to take over his father's business that was a twenty plus year old business cleaning windows, but it was an owner operator style or as I call artisan business. So his dad made a great living, but he did all the work, didn't have employees, didn't really believe in that philosophy of scale, uh, like what we talk about in the show. But he had a heart attack, and you know, one Not a heart the, attack. He just he he collapsed on a treadmill. But you oh, know, I thought almost it, like a heart attack. I've literally said like 17 times on the show that he had a heart attack. <laughs> I'm so sorry. He has heart. He, well, he, he didn't actually get to the heart attack stage, but he got it, he got diagnosed with heart disease. He was on a treadmill and he he collapsed due to like you know fatigue and stuff. And then when he went in, they said, "Hey, one of your arteries is 95 percent blocked." Ooh. So it wasn't a full blockage, but it was just right there. But he was told, you know, he couldn't do any more work physically anymore. And that was kind of the that's a wake up call. Yeah, that was the. And was you have what? Call. Three kids? Two kids? Two kids. One, mm-hmm. but you have a dog. That's three. Yeah, <laughs> our fur baby. <laughs> <laughs> it's something that if you don't think about, you guys should. Um, you know, you got to look at like certain blind spots with your business, right? So, you have like legal things that could happen to you that could hurt you. You have uh, insurance things, that you, and you also have yourself getting hurt. And one of the biggest reasons to automate a business, it's not about you know buying three homes and acting like a baller. It's about having uh, security and stability and protecting the asset so that you protect your family. And when you have a team of people running things, it changes a lot. So long story short, Brandon took that business over. His dad was told by the doctor he wasn't allowed to work anymore. It was too risky. So Brandon, uh, did you leave a corporate job at that time to come back with your dad, or were you doing a construction company at that time? Uh, that was a, that was a corporate job. So I was out. I was a national sales manager of this uh, industrial machinery company in sales, and so uh, it required a lot of travel. And I actually got to the point to where. 
they wanted me to travel 50% of my schedule. And so I actually quit the job mm. literally four months before my dad had his episode. So gotcha. I, at that point in time, I was doing just like freelance marketing and freelance web design and graphic design and stuff like gotcha. that. And um, So you weren't really sure what you were It was perfect timing, honestly, it yeah. was because I was available. I had the opportunity to be able to do it. And, you know, he was in that tough spot. So it just worked I out. know that you knew the business to some degree because when you grew up, you were working alongside of him, helping him out. Right. Yeah, I did. I was I was the I was one of his helpers. I started working full time at age fourteen, homeschooled through high school, up until the point in time where I just really didn't want to work for dad anymore. <laughs> you know, not, not, just because I was a, a punk. You know, I was a punk eighteen year old, nineteen year old kid, and just didn't want to work for dad. Wanted to go out and spread my own wings. And um, I'm actually shocked regularly at how much less I know now than I did know at eighteen. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Isn't that magical? Yeah. I, I had it all figured out when I was 18. Um, but, okay, so then you took that company and you started to get visions of grandeur. And you, I know you would, like, bounce ideas off your dad, and he was like, wait, what? No, don't do that. What, wait, you're going to hire people? You're going to and, – and you just kind of had to kind of do your own thing. And then in four seasons, you took it to a multimillion-dollar company. I think you were right around the $2 million mark in, like, four and a half, five seasons, something like that, right? Yeah, we honestly, the big motivation for me growing it was never to uh, be rich. It wasn't about the money for me. It was to be able to have a business that could, A, support my dad. Um, my, my dad is an amazing, amazing man. Uh, he is one of the hardest working guys that I know. Uh, always took care of our family. And the window cleaning business always took care of our family. I mean, you know, for thirty for thirty three years actually was the point when I bought it. it was oh, wow. I thought it was for like twenty two. No, it been for thirty three wow. years. So nineteen seventy eight to two thousand and twelve. So that's almost that's uh, two thousand eleven actually. So thirty three years. Um, and then I bought in two thousand and twelve. But the, the primary reason why I, I set out to grow was because I knew that I had to take care of him because he didn't have retirement set aside, and. You have to take care of your parents, period, especially because mm-hmm. they took care of me, you know, through everything. So uh, set that up first. And the second I'm going to make my kids listen to this episode. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, Do you see, son? Every night before they go to bed. <laughs> so, you know, I, I knew that I wanted to take care of them, but I also secondarily wanted to make sure that my family was getting taken care of and that I wasn't putting myself in the same position of not having that contingency plan in place to be able to exit the business or step back out of the business, but the business would still run. The business would still run without me. And so that was that was really my primary motivator. I actually didn't give myself a raise in uh, four years. Well, you know what, though? That is one of the common uh, data points, again, that I notice with all people that build big businesses. Because mm-hmm. It's correlated directly against your scale, how much money you take for yourself. It's just math, right? Right. But but it's hard because, like, I know people listening to this, like, they want to make money. They deserve to get that new F-150 or whatever in your mind, <laughs> and you're slaving. So that's why it's really important to have that, that end goal because you can't effectively make decisions today unless you measure the choice today against that end goal. And if you don't have something, then there's nothing to measure it with. So you just kind of do whatever, but then you – choke your business to death, right? How important was that for you to take a small salary while you're growing quickly? For me, it was, I, honestly, I think it was critical. And, um, you know, part part of the reason was, is, you know, the arrangement that I made with my dad was, uh, you know, to take care of him even though he wasn't in the business. So I, I took on an added expense and it was a very, very real expense um, that I had to pay on a monthly basis. Um, and so 
number one, the, the cash wasn't really quite there for us to do that. And so I needed to use that cash to be able to invest in new equipment, new trucks, new systems, uh, staff. Because the one thing that has always been my why is, is my family and my faith are first, period. So I want to make sure that I have the time to do that. And I never wanted to be one of those guys working in the business that was working, you know, 60, 70, 80 hours a week trying to, you know, get something going. And I think that when you have a mindset of, you know, you see all this money in the bank account and you pull it out and all of a sudden you don't have money to make that next move. Well, then you got to work twice as hard in order to get that, you know, stuff done. So by taking a more modest salary there, uh, it enabled me to utilize a lot more of the profit that was in the business uh, to just reinvest it back into it and grow and scale it without as much as my own time demand. I know in my life, I just make better decisions when I got a whole bunch of money in the bank. <laughs> For real, like I always tell people, what, like here's a good quote because profit, I'm a, I'm yeah, a quote, the profit there quote is. junkie. But <clears throat> like, make decisions, like grow your business as if you had a million dollars in your checking account. Like, make decisions as if that was true. Because what what makes us make bad decisions is fear and like concern over what's going to happen. So when you're constantly walking that razor's edge with cash flow. You can't really think clearly. It's yeah, super stressful. Uh, I think that's why. Like that. I think that's why a lot of people get stuck in when when you know from getting from stage one to stage two or stage three. In stage one, they're like, I don't need very much. I don't need very much. I can charge cheap prices. I can be the ninety nine dollar house wash guy. I can yep. be the you know this this kind of guy. And then they always struggle with getting to that next stage in their business growth. And a lot of it has to do with with not really understanding that you know you, you have to raise your prices in order to get to that next level. You have to start uh, having more profit coming into your business in order to get into that next level. And and I think that right. that was probably a big game changer for me was when I actually enlisted the help of a mentor to help on the financial advising type of things and really understand my numbers and understand how to budget and plan and forecast. Did that you was find like your mentor in a random Facebook group? <laughs> no. It wasn't just a stranger that gave you advice. There's a lot of mentors on Facebook giving all kinds of financial advice. That was advice. mentors in quotes. Right? <laughs> they can't see my air quotes on the podcast. Yeah, you know, it is. I, I had to seek. It was a professional. It was actually someone that was not even in our industry. But she was an, an incredibly smart, um, you know, well-connected, understanding person that made me further realize that business is universal. It doesn't matter what industry that you're in, business principles apply to every single business in existence. It's the same P&L sheet, it's the same you know statement of cash flows and balance sheets. It's all the same, all the principles apply, and it's all math. At the end of the day, it's just all I did an math. episode last week, or recently at least, I don't even remember, it was, the title of it was Math is the Path. Ooh, I love that. And Brandon Polin is the one that said that in his presentation at Russell's Inner Circle. And they, they, they couldn't even pay their rent three and a half years ago, and they're going to do over $30 million this year. But he's talking about how we get so emotional with their business. And so we make decisions based on emotion. We filter logical decisions through an emotional filter and then modify it or hold back or we don't go hard enough or we don't go slow enough or we don't whatever. And, and so what ends up happening is like if you understand math is the path, your business's success and you getting what you ultimately want it's just a series of equations kind of stacked up together. I mean, that that is the truth of it. Yeah. Yes, you have to acquire a customer. Yes, your margin must exceed appropriate levels. <laughs> That's all true, but you can figure that stuff out using just just logic. Yeah, yeah, and I think I think it's important that um, you know once you start incorporating those those basic business business principles and that in, in putting that foundation in place, a lot of the other systems really fall into place. 
I mean, uh, one of my business mentors said that um, profit heals a multitude of sins, which yeah. I, I'm not, I'm not like super down on, you know, taking real Bible principles and adopting them yeah. for kind of business like that. He doesn't like mean that. it like that. But it, it is, it is true that having, you know, uh, a, a profit cushion in your business uh, allows you to make scary tests that you wouldn't have otherwise made. Yes. You know, if you like, boy, I really want to just spend 500 bucks and just try out this this postcard sequence, but I, I have to hold back at doing it because that's the last $500 that I have in my right. bank account. It's like, it's holding you back from doing it. And, and, you know, sometimes the answer is you raise your prices by 20% and your margins increase. You know, oh, yeah. it's just like, it's again, I'm, I'm more and more convinced every year that I do this show. And after more people that I talk to that business is mostly a head game. Because you can learn the tactics and the skills, and you can watch YouTube videos and learn about accounting principles and whatever. You don't have to be a rocket scientist. Lots of really dumb people have huge, amazing businesses. <laughs> but they're <laughs> like I always tell people: just remember, tons of people dumber than you have already achieved what you want to achieve. That is that is Isn't actually that good. That is that is money right there. But because we true. have fear, and because our parents told us you're a failure, you're never going to amount to anything <laughs> or whatever. Like a variation of pain and wound you had in your life that's messing your brain up. That is the big domino we need to knock over is that thing. You know, I've had a lot of people ask me what college I went to. Yeah. A lot of people ask me what Isn't college. Awesome? Don't you have an MBA? Where, you know, where did you get an MBA somewhere? It's like, no, I'm a homeschooled high school kid. We <laughs> dropped out of high school and, you know, in, in, in uh, Who, clean sixth windows. grade, <laughs> eighth grade. And, yeah, exactly. You know, clean windows. But it, I think as long as you're, you're hungry for knowledge and are humble and never say to yourself, I got it all figured out. I got this thing like all Like we did when we were up. 18? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Don't do that, people. Yeah, exactly. Anytime anytime I get caught, you know, talking to someone and realize that I'm talking more than they're, you know, than, than I'm listening to them, it, you have to do st- take a step back and do a little reality check, you know. Have you ever noticed when you go to you go to the conventions and you have the, the, the speakers up on stage and then you look in and the people in the back row got their arms, you know, they're leaning back and oh, they got yeah. their arms crossed like this and all they're doing is just yeah. making faces at their buddy and like, oh my God, I, I feel so sorry for yeah. those people. Oh, man. I feel so you're, sorry because I'm so just screwed. Like, yeah, or the speakers that only speak and never go to any of the other classes. You know, they're, they're the ones like co-mingling out in the hallway mm-hmm. and stuff like that. It's mm-hmm. like, I always want to be one of those guys that's always in the class and always continuing to learn because there's just so much more to learn. Learning's never ending. Yeah, and guess what? Here's a little secret to everybody in case you didn't know. Uh, The college system does not have the market cornered on education anymore. (laughs) That is, yeah. (laughs) At all. In fact, it's uh, a dinosaur, and it's broken and messed up. Unless you want to be like a doctor and you requires a license or something. But in general, like business and entrepreneurship oftentimes is taught by people that never ran a business. Not always, but oftentimes. And there's just a lot of theory and things that just aren't applicable, man. And like... You know, even with technology and how fast things change with technology, in our world, like, you wouldn't think that would affect home service businesses, but there's, like, trends coming. You need to be aware of it. You need to pay attention. You need to get creative. You need to know how to move and adapt and and, and create value and separation from your competition. And what's really cool, people that listen to this show, they're already that kind of person. They already have legs up. So the, the real question becomes, how do we get the people hearing my voice right now to take massive action because the other issue is that they just consume information. How do you stay motivated? How do you mm. how do you get up and do what you do even after it's a hard day and it's Tuesday and it's rainy and nobody's cheering you on? What's that like for Brandon Vaughn? Um, 
Well, I, you, you force people to cheer you on. You have to put the system in place. Intimidation? No, <laughs> no, not intimidation. Oh, okay. I'm sorry, I misunderstood. No, you, you, <laughs> you, you take, you take all of your goals and your targets, and you publicize them. Ooh, you, you call your shot. You publicize you call them. Call your shot. Yes, you publicize them within, within uh, your your company. You make them publicly known to your employees. You make them known to your family members. You make them known on Facebook if you want to. If you yep. want to put your, your air out all your stuff. I am out there. a fan of the same type of approach because you will rather die than humiliate yourself in front of other people like me yeah yeah but is. that that's true it's a powerful thing i think it's true of a lot of people and a lot of people why i think the reason why they hold a lot of their business stuff close to the vest is they have this mentality that you know they they don't want to put it out there because then if they put it out there and they, they might fail, fail right then, then it looks stupid but if you take a look at the psychology behind why you don't want to do that you may realize that's exactly what you actually need to be doing oh, snap. in order to get it done. And oh, so, yeah. So we have big flat screen monitors in every single one of our offices. It has what our monthly goal is. It has what our gap is. Half a million is. dollars. Just saying. <laughs> has what that's our, insane. <laughs> that's a lot, bro. That's it a is. lot of house squirting. <laughs> Please never call it house squirting again. <laughs> you want, you squirt water on houses and people pay you a whole bunch of money. That is weird. How is this a thing? <sighs> You know, it's you know, it's um, you know, but you, you we have we have all those monitors and each one of each one of our things we have how much capacity we have left over so that everyone can realize whether or not the goal is achievable if we're going to be able to make the goal, and we have crew leaderboards that every single one of our employees knows what their revenue hour is and what they're doing and what they're doing to contribute to it and whether or not they're on pace so it holds them accountable too. You, we, we don't have to sit down with people anymore behind closed doors and mm. chew them out because mm. everyone sees the numbers and the power of positive peer pressure yes. is a huge, huge thing. And it, it has actually, a double filter effect. Brian Hegarty talks about like it simultaneously attracts yes, the A players exactly and say. stiff arms the bad players. It does. It's so no, true. No, but you didn't say it. I made it. You don't get <laughs> you no beat, credit. You beat I said it, it first. I stole it. See, the power of interruption, folks. You just interrupt someone <laughs> and you get a claim credit. Steal exactly what they're about to say <laughs> and pretend you're smart. Yeah. No, but it's – it's. Uh, I, I think, you know, look, if, if, you, if you're sitting back and scratching your head as to why – something isn't happening in your business, you have to do something different to get different results. You have to. Mm. And so the only question is, are you doing things drastically different enough to where it makes you radically uncomfortable and really squeamish and really nervous and really scared? Mm. And I think people really don't want to be in fear. There's enough fear around the world. You know, we look at the news and everything else, not to get too deep, but fear is all around us. Fear is all around us with Fear is a product. And so to create more fear inside of our business is, is scary. It's really scary. And, mm-hmm. and you have to take a lot of, wouldn't you agree, you have to take a lot of leaps of scary, terrible yes. faiths, yep. you know, jumps in order to try to get to that And, next and I always, I joke about it sometimes where I'm like, hey, jump off the cliff, build the plane on the way down. And because, you know, you have to be in a constant state of discomfort. Or Tony Robbins says, the level of your success is directly proportionate to the level of uncertainty you're comfortable living with. Boom. That is so, So know. there's all these phrases, but what that looks like in real life is it's literally makes you sick or you have anxiety or you you just want to run or you'll be angry or rude to your family or it can manifest in different ways but it's a real thing i know what it feels like the trick is in the midst of feeling that thing to take this step in the right direction and to just do it anyway um you know momentum is what gets you out of the fear you know confidence you can borrow confidence i this is my own philosophy 
a show like this helps people borrow my certainty and my confidence. So maybe they're not sure, but they've heard me say it 10 times. They're like, well, I, I, I believe it, but it doesn't. it's not like in their heart yet. But it gives you enough to get out there. That's why as soon as you hear stuff like this, push pause, like go do the thing. Go to that commercial bid that you've been putting off. Like go have that team meeting you're scared to have. Have the hard employee meeting of the person that's taking advantage of you mm -hmm. and confront it right now, right while you're inspired, while you borrow my confidence. And as you do it, you're going to build your own confidence. And it, it gets, you know, that that part of business will get easier for you. And that, that's all about the community, though. Yeah. You know, what you listen to, what you choose to listen to on pod, podcasts, what kind of videos you look at, what Facebook groups you belong to, what you contribute to conversations, what you're also contributing to the mix. That's all part of community. And the beautiful thing is you have full control over who you choose to surround yourself with. So if you find yourself on Facebook groups reading posts from other people that just say, I'm never having employees ever again. It's just way too big of a headache. And I'm never, ever going to have those employees. And they, you know, they steal your stuff. They wreck your trucks they you know rip off this they rip off that you're gonna have they that smell fear funny center. with their natural deodorants and earthy products those millennials <laughs> that was quite a, that quite was the very pivot. specific was. i'm so sorry do you, do, you, do you want to call it a name here no i just the millennials i was gonna do the old guy voice like those dang millennials with their cassette players and their records you know not to not to derail but millennials get a bad rap no, they're all horrible. No. It's a true rap. No, I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> you're right. The, the, you're right. The, the worst part about it is, is that there is so much demonizing of millennials. Mm -hmm. when, when you understand the power of how to harness millennials' motivation oh, and what motivates them, when you understand how to do that, your business will literally change overnight. And you understand where they come from, what kind of uh, you know impact they're looking to make. Um, most people's default answer is, oh, well, they, you know, they're just entitled. You know, they just, they just want something now. When it's like, no, actually, they don't want something now. They want to know exactly what the path is to get to their thing. Otherwise, if you tell them, well, you just got to put in, you know, at least a couple years worth of work before they do that, they're going to quit. Right. They're just going to up and just leave. Like, no, nope, I'll just start a Twitch channel and make money playing games. Yeah, but if you can, if you can sit down and you can show them this is exactly what the path is. Here you are. Here is exactly the path to get to that spot that you want to do, and you start putting them in charge of it. They actually really, really want to do good jobs for people. Of they want they the do. praise. They I'm crave certain, the praise. I'm certain every generation thinks the next one sucks. Yeah. This isn't <laughs> it's new, okay? It's like you right. know how we look at like our grandparents are like those were some hardcore BAs back then, right? Like. Yeah. That is America, right? Right. We look at them. Their parents thought they sucked, right? <laughs> <laughs> their parents like, you useless, lazy, whatever they're called, um, the greatest generation ever. But you're right, man, but we have to adapt. People yeah. don't want to change and adapt, yep, and that's really what it comes down to. That's why I think there's a huge opportunity for the people that get it and, and, and kind of are flexible enough to position themselves to capitalize on it and they're intentional in the way they engage with young people and the way they recruit young people. This is a whole four-hour conversation, but those people are going to crush. They're going to crush because everybody that posts these labor jobs, labor job must be drug-free, call, va, va, va. Right. You know, no one's calling. No one's calling. <laughs> That's so true. No one you want is calling. Yeah. But it's scary. It's still going to be a scary journey. It's still going to make you quiver, but that's a good thing. Well, we got to go to the sand dunes here in a minute, man. I, we're, we're 23 minutes in, and uh, I wanted to give a plug for the Automate Grossell experience, which is actually one of the reasons that you're up here helping me, because you're going to come back. Woo woo, thank you. And you're helping me build some systems, actually, for the event and for the structure and the process that we're going to take people through and some of the things we're going to teach 
and it's been really cool. Can you maybe tell people they got to sign up and totally do it <laughs> and convince them, persuade them, you help know, me persuade them? I, I think I think the big thing is is that um, if you agree that there is so much information out there and so much so so many courses to consume and so many opinions to listen to and so many events to go to that are out there that you feel like you have information saturation, this is the absolute perfect experience because to me it's almost like the un-event. It is not, not uneventful. There's a difference. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's, mm-hmm. the, it's, it's where people get together and they sit down and it's actually at a table, round tabling, brainstorming, masterminding what your next three to six months are going to look like in your business, drilling down on your financials and your employee situations and doing a deep dive with your individual business. And it's unlike any event that I've actually ever been to and is why last year, um, I mean, I think it was, I think we're in day two and I was like, Josh, I got to come back. We've got to do this every year. We got to do this every year. This is incredible. I don't even it think so much last fun. year I really realized how epic it would be. And then when 98% of all the people that attended said that, sign me up for next year. Right. When 98% said that, yeah. I'm just like, okay, come on. It was just, it was a life-changing event for so many people. And I think every single person in the entire group actually made a testimonial video because it was that impactful to everybody there. And the cool thing is, is that we actually, um, Josh did all of the, the statistics, the business statistics on all the businesses before they went into AGS. And now we get a chance to, to do that exact same data pull again. And the growth is unbelievable. There's a reason why everyone's coming back again this year is because they all saw growth and they all implemented systems because they were held to this accountability system that was put in place at this event. So this year, um, I, I'm actually super excited because Josh has come up with all these more crazy ways to make it even more valuable. He's extended it a full extra day so that we have even more time to just do roll up your sleeve, hands-on, business building, business systems And ride building. mini bikes and go-karts at my castle house and shoot shotguns. But I'm just – that's not what this is about, people, okay? It's more like it, – it, no. is, it, is, it does feel like a retreat. It's from, the, from the moment that you get to the airport, all your hotels paid for, all of your uh, foods all paid for um, all of your collateral. You leave with this huge, thick binder with everything that you need to follow along. Uh, you get paired up with a mentor um, uh, like myself and several other people that we have come in there um, and, you know, to just do really, really in-depth one-on-one time with them on how to help your business out. And it's... It, it, I can't wait, man. It's gonna be it's gonna be awesome. I'm actually looking. I've been looking forward to it all year long because I it's it's gonna be epic. Oh, people have no choice but to sign up now. That was an excellent persuasive <laughs> argument. Thank you for that, Brandon. Um, but we're telling the truth. And sometimes it's weird when you listen to a podcast and you're like, "Are these guys real people?" <laughs> it's like, Josh, is this real? Can I actually go to Michigan and like have them help me with my business for re- like yes. We made s'mores. Real. Not, we made s'mores last night. You'll be unimpressed when you meet me in real life because I'm a, a towering five foot ten, moderately overweight. Need to get working out, get tightened up for the event. Uh, but my brain can add massive value to you in the brains of the mentors and just the group of other hungry people. So all jokes aside, hope to see you there. Uh, I'll put a link in the show notes. Okay, so click it. And there are all the details, the dates, and everything. You got to make a deposit. There's a short application, 
and then we'll get back with you and let you know if you're accepted. Don't be scared if your business is small, you won't get accepted. That's not what I'm looking for. I can't tell you exactly what I'm looking for because it would ruin it, um, but we are going through those. So I appreciate all of you. Do you have any final closing thoughts, Mr. Brandon Vaughn? Yeah, there, I think there's only like uh, like 15 or 20 spots left. So it's almost completely sold out anyway. So I mean, yeah. it's, if you figure it in there, jump on it. Yeah, jump on it. <laughs> Jump, jump, jump on it. Wait, I'm doing it wrong. My timing. Wait. Get down. Get down. It. That's what it was. <laughs> that's what it was. I was missing something. Parody adaptation. Down that's a perfect it. way to end a podcast right there. It. Sing us out, Josh. Get down on it. Get down on it. See you guys. Hey, thanks for hanging out, friends. And from all of us here at the Quick Talk Podcast team, we hope you love today's show. We hope that you were inspired to become a doer and not just a listener. Apply what you've heard today in your own business and watch things change for the better. Lastly, remember that all the money in the world can't save your soul. Seek first the kingdom of God, my friends. We'll see you next time. For more information about the Quick Talk Podcast or Joshua's other businesses, visit our website, quicktalkpodcast.com. Have a blessed day.